All right, let's do this, people. Hey, everyone. Frankie D here. Welcome to the Frankie D Show. What's going on, everyone? I'm starting up the Frankie D Show right now. I'm your host, Frankie D. Thank you. Thank you very much. And just starting off the uh, show here. This is a pre-recorded show today, so starting it off. If you're listening to this, not on YouTube. So any of the recorded platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever the hell you're listening, make sure you keep listening to me on those platforms. Make sure you're following me on those platforms. And yeah, I mean, if you usually listen on YouTube... Make sure you subscribe to me there. In all honesty, people, schedules changing. I've, I've said this in the past. Schedules changing might have to be switching these episodes to fully recorded episodes. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, you know, I don't really know what will happen to the YouTube page. I still have videos on there. I might be taking episodes down. So it'll force all of you YouTubers just to come get ready, listen to the podcast feed. I might leave a episode or two up there, but yeah, I will have videos up there though, uh, some old stuff that I did in college radio, so if any of you want to, uh, check those out, go for it, the beginning of the Frankie D show, even though I was doing, uh, some radio back in high school too, anyway, if, uh, getting off track there, if you want to, uh, follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D show on Instagram and Twitter, all right, so all you got to do is remember the Frankie D Show, and you will be able to find me. I need to start putting some more stuff on the Instagram and Twitter. Is it just me? Like, do these platforms bother anyone yet? I feel like people do get upset because of the drama and stuff that comes from them, but, like, I feel Twitter has definitely dwindled down to an extent. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people still use Twitter, but I, f- I feel like it's not talked about as much as it used to be. I feel like Instagram definitely took over. It definitely went from Facebook being the most, I guess really like AOL and the MySpace were the original really uh, really popular ones. Then it went to uh, Facebook, then Twitter. Now I feel Instagram is the most popular one. I guess TikTok actually, if, but TikTok's kind of in a different category. TikTok's in like the category of like, you know, a YouTube, I guess, or something like that. You know, you're putting videos up there and people are commenting. So, anyway, I need to put more stuff on the Instagram and Twitter, get you guys a little bit more engaged, I suppose. I shouldn't even say engaged, just, you know, give give you guys more, uh, remind you guys more of uh, what's going on and with the Instagram, give you guys some more visuals, since this is an audio-based show. Speaking of audio-based shows, I've talked about AMP on here before, Amazon's radio platform, and... A while ago, you know, I've said this, they signed Nicki Minaj to do a radio show on AMP. And I'm like, all right, that's going to suck. She's not a radio host. Apparently, she had a radio show, though, on Apple. Apple Music, they have a radio section there where they do live radio shows. And apparently, she had her show Queen Radio on there. Now, it's on Amazon AMP. And I uh, checked it out when it happened the other night. The other night was its first night. And I, I couldn't say I liked it. 
I mean, I'm not into the music she has, but she wasn't even playing Amazon's music. I don't know what the fuck her deal was. They were, like, playing it through a computer. And in a way, I get, because it's like they just want to play the music that they want to play, but it honestly sounded like trash going through Amp. I'm curious if she was in a studio or if she was doing it through a tablet or through her phone. I'm curious how that was all working. Uh, she did, though, get, like, when I looked at it, it was, like, thirty or 31,000 people were in the live room. But, no, I mean, she sucks. All, all these celebrities that try to do these radio shows, podcasts, and stuff, they, they suck. They're not supposed to be doing them. You're supposed to be a singer. You just got a loyal... Fo- I shouldn't even say a loyal. You got a following because of your music. And when you first started doing music, social media might have been out, but it wasn't like what it is today. So you're actually considered like an A-list celebrity. And, you know, a lot of people know who you are. So, sure, people are just going to jump in. You know, it's like Joe Budden. I've talked about him. Joe Budden has a show on AMP. It's not good at all. I've listened to it. He plays his music. He he tries talking and, and, you know, being entertaining. He has a podcast, too, which isn't entertaining. When, When there was some drama going on with Joe Budden in his podcast where he fired his co-hosts on air or something. I was like, oh, that actually sounds like it could be entertaining. I'll give it a look. And it's like, no, that that wasn't even entertaining. He's not entertaining. Nicki Minaj isn't and isn't entertaining. They're supposed to be singers or rap, you know, hip hop artists, rappers, whatever the hell they're considered. And they shouldn't be doing radio shows. You know, Joe Budden, I saw when he first started, he had 1,700 people, which I thought was actually very impressive for him. Wasn't even expecting that. Now I see his numbers have dwindled to like 400, 500. I don't know if Nicki Minaj's will go down to four or 500, but I wouldn't doubt it. If she's 30, 31,000 this week. Maybe in the next few weeks she'll stay around there. But then in a month or two, she'll probably dwindle down, I wouldn't doubt, to 15,000. I wouldn't doubt she'll lose half of that. I guess it really depends how good of content she has and. What these, you know, if these people really just want to stay around, they want to, ch- they, you know, the, she takes call-ins, so if they want a chance of uh, being able to call in, maybe the people keep tuning in every week just to try to get that chance of calling in. But in terms of the content that I heard, again, I didn't stay too long because I'm just not into that kind of music, but I did hear her talking. I heard the guy that she had DJing. Uh, she had like a DJ on it. I don't know, like, what the fuck's the point of that? I didn't want to hear that guy. I wanted to hear what she had to say. And I didn't find him entertaining. I didn't find what she was saying entertaining. I, you know, I don't know. Not a fan of uh, the show. I, you know, they'd probably be better. And I, you know, I say this with a lot of the media uh, companies. I think the only one in the current day that's really still doing it right is Barstool Sports, honestly. Like, Amp would have been better trying to sign people that don't really have a following yet and trying to build people rather than taking people that are already celebrities. Now, I understand you take people that are already celebrities. It'll get some eyes on it, and that's what it needs. I think Amazon would have been better making an actual radio platform than, you know, than like something like this where it's kind of like a social media platform and, you know, they're just trying to get celebrities on it now. I think maybe something a little more... I don't know, professional, getting some studios. They definitely have the money to get studios. They're fucking Amazon. You know, Barstool Sports, at least, you know, the Call Her Daddy Chicks, biggest example from Barstool, they were nobodies. They were complete nobodies. 
And they they got a salary from Barstool Sports, something they could live on. They put all their efforts towards that. Bam, they blow up. Barstool doesn't need to hire famous people. As long as the people give them quality content, then they can build their own audience. And I think people are more engaged when people do that. Kind of like, like I said, the Call Our Daddy Girls. And kind of like Howard Stern back in the day, Opie and Anthony, where they just went on radio stations. They built their own audience. They went into a station that already had some sort of an audience, but then they had to, you know, gain ratings on top of that. Barstool, they have their own audience. But, you know, the Call Our Daddy girls, they had to gain their own audience on top of that. I'm not even saying, at least in terms of the Call Our Daddy girls, that, like, that was, like, some fantastic podcast, in my opinion. However, they found what worked for them. And, you know, and I think because their job was a podcaster, their job wasn't a model or something that was doing a podcast. They weren't a singer that was doing a podcast. They weren't a professional hockey player, whatever, doing a podcast. They were podcasters. You know, so, I, you know, I think uh, AMP, Amazon should. I mean, I, I maybe a celebrity or two just for the heck of it, just to get some eyes. But in, as far as I've seen, especially when I saw uh, like Sirius XM sign celebrities, these celebrities don't keep an audience on radio. That's, you know, that's not their job. Know who kept an audience on Sirius XM? Howard Stern. Know why? Because he was a radio host. So they should, you know, I, I don't really think there's really many good radio hosts these days. Honestly, for them to like sign over and be like, oh, these people will do a good job. They will definitely bring their audience and they will definitely build on it. I, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on with uh, FM radio these days. It's like the these program directors in the FCC have such a freaking hold on them that where they can't even really do great shows anymore on a lot of these stations. So they're not really building, you know, huge audiences. But maybe try to get some of them try to just get some brandy new ass people that are nobodies, but they're going to have that heart to build the audience because let me tell you, these people they're signing suck. I have not found a show on that platform that I like. I don't like, I, I, I don't know. I don't like it so far. I, de- I don't like any of the shows on it. I like the idea of it, but I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. To get back to the original thing there, though, Nicki Minaj, that first show, wasn't a fan. You know, a, a bunch of her people, I see they call themselves Barbies, which, Barbs, Barbies, I, I didn't really get that. But, you know, I, I guess they're just like her cult following or whatever, but besides them, I think if you get the average person that tried to listen to that show, they'd be like, yeah, that was shit. There was nothing entertaining in that. Joey Diaz, had, I don't know if they signed him or what. Joey Diaz, a comedian podcaster, had a show on there. I think he still does, but I have no clue when he does it. I have no clue if Amazon signed him or if he just does it for fun, but I feel like I never see him on there. He at least is funny, and between his music, he could be funny. He saves more of his actual talking for his podcast. But in terms of uh, 
entertainment, at least, you know, if you're into the kind of music he likes, it sounds like he likes classic rock. If you're into that music and you want some something funny in between, all right, he might be able to do a good job. He's, you know, I still think, though, at the end of the day, he's a comedian. To an extent, stick to comedy, but whatever, you, you know. They they all jumped on the podcast bandwagon. He's a podcaster, so, all right, this this goes in conjunction with it. But, it, you know, it's not like a singer or an actor or stuff that just decides to start doing a podcast. I even think a lot of these comedians should stop doing podcasts. A lot of them are the exact same thing. You know, they all just have their buddies on. They all talk. You know, what's the difference if you see, you know, Theo Vaughn on Nikki Glaser's podcast or Nikki Glaser on Theo Vaughn's podcast? There should be a difference, but there's really not because a lot of these shows suck and they don't have, they, they don't have a format. They don't have to, you know, they just shoot the shit. And sure, there's room for it. There's room for that content in the podcast industry. There clearly is. I mean, that's what Joe Rogan's show is, and he's the biggest personality. But that doesn't mean every single show should be that. So, you know, I, I think these these comedians got to, I don't know, find another way to make their comedy stick out and then just be another comedian podcaster in the field. I mean, the, the, it's getting so oversaturated that I feel like right now, yeah, a bit of them probably making money. But sooner or later, they're not because people are going to pick the podcast they want to listen to. And in terms of like a lot of them make money from Patreon. Well, sooner or later, not everyone could pay for every single Patreon. So, I don't know. I don't know. There's my rant there. I'm, I'm a little more okay, though, with the comedians doing it, especially because they make less money in general than, like, Nicki Minaj. Like, Nicki Minaj from her music already makes a lot of money. I don't blame her for taking a deal with AMP. I'm sure they're paying her a lot of money. I don't think she would do it if Amazon wasn't going to pay her a lot of money. But you're going to have a lot of people that are just going to, like, jerk off the show. It's like, no, she's doing it because they're giving her money. She's not doing it because she loves doing this. I think she even said after the Apple show that she wasn't even going to do radio anymore. Like, that, that's the kind of host that you want. It's like, oh, I'm just doing this strictly for the money. I mean, you got to make money in it, but I don't think she really has the heart for it. So, no one should be praising this show too much. It really wasn't good. Apparently, it goes out as a podcast. So, if anyone wants to check it out and see how much it sucks, go for it. Be my guest. And I, I think it was a Thursday she was on. So, I, I'm guessing every Thursday night she... Uh, will be on AMP Live if anyone wants to uh, check it out. I was thinking about doing a show there. Still might in the future. I do like how they let you play free music. But for now, I think I'll just keep doing the podcast thing that I'm doing here. You know, I've been talking about uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Now this might actually slow down a little bit. You know, I feel like I mention them every week, every couple weeks or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to just talk about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. That's stupid. They're freaking A-listers also. I mean, I, I do think uh, Kim gets more flack than she deserves. Everyone's like, oh, she's ugly. She's a plastic bag, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, why the hell are you picking on her so much? I mean, she's she's honestly pretty good looking. Not any, She's hot. I mean, I I guess it's just from a bunch of nervous assholes. Not, not nervous. A bunch of jealous assholes um, that... Uh, you know, they think, oh, we should just trash her because we can never get her and the girls can never 
beer, even though, to an extent, if you think she has that much plastic surgery, but yeah, then I'm, maybe you could kind of be her because all you got to do is just pay a doctor and they could do it. I'm, I'm like, so you just don't have the money. But yeah, sure, she might have a plastic surgery and there's a lot of people that look just terrible with plastic surgery. But honestly, Kim Kardashian still looks really freaking good. I, you know, I don't know why people are uh, bashing her so much. Anyway, though, my talking about her and Pete Davidson should be slowing down because they finally broke up. You know, I don't know, like I've said from the beginning, I don't know if that was ever a real relationship or not. You know, I really do think it was all kind of a work and shit. I, I, I really don't know if she would actually date him. And I feel like they gave it the appropriate time length, too, which makes me even kind of think even more that it was fake, that they weren't actually dating. Because if they broke up in like a week or two, a month or whatever, it's like, all right, that, that was like definitely publicity. Because it's like, you know, they they got the publicity. All right, they're already done. They're back to their normal lives. If they lasted years, obviously, it's like, all right, it's probably real. They gave it that time length, though. Nine months, apparently, they dated for. They gave it that time length where they, people could believe it because it's like, well, they dated nine months. It's not, you know, it's not like that was a month or two. But it also wasn't like a year or two. It's not like... You know, so they gave it that time length where you could be like, all right, I guess that's real, but they might have been like, all right, like, we spend this much time together for so many months, now we're doing movies, now we have an excuse to break up, and it seems real because it was nine months that we dated for. So I I still don't know to this day if I believe that they were ever dating, but you know what, there are pictures of them, them at least kissing. So, we got to give some respect to Pete for that because, I mean, as much as these girls are saying that he's, like, hot and stuff, I I just can't believe that's the average opinion of every girl. You know, from what I hear, Ariana Grande, she, you know, she was the one that was engaged to him. I guess I believe that one. But I think she said he had a big cock and stuff. So that caught a lot of people's attention. It caught a lot of people's attention from that statement and just the fact that he was dating and engaged to Ariana Grande. So that, that right there is going to make people think. You know, that's going to make girls think about him. That's going to make girls think, huh, what's she seeing in this guy? You know, I was telling uh, my friend this the other day. I was saying, you know the movie Can't Buy Me Love? That's the movie with uh, Patrick Dempsey. Movie from like, I don't know, the 80s. It's like a chick flick. And in that movie, Patrick Dempsey, he's like a nerd. So, you know, I guess he wants to, you know, he wants to date some hot girls. He sees this girl and one of the, like the most popular girl at school. He sees her at the mall. She ruined her mom's like jacket or something. She doesn't have the money to pay for it at the dry cleaners or wherever she's at. Patrick Dempsey has all this money. I think he was going to buy something expensive from the mall. Instead, he pays for the girl's jacket to be fixed. In return, he just wants her to pretend to be his girlfriend. So she takes the deal. You know, she's like, all right, whatever, fair trade. It's not like she's actually his girlfriend. She's just pretending to be his girlfriend. When that happens, his plan worked out. The other hot girls had interest in him. 
they were like, oh, wait, why is she dating him? Wait, should I be into him? And I, to an extent, I think that's what happened with Pete Davidson. He dated Ariana Grande. She said he had a big penis. Now there's interest from other hot girls. And then there's Kate Beckinsale. She came after. And she, you know, she's, she's a cougar. She likes dating younger dudes, so that was definitely part of her, part of it, probably her fetish. Then she probably hears, you know, he has the big penis. And then at that point, it probably doesn't even matter that he dated another hot chick, that he dated Ariana Grande. But he, after that, probably even more girls started being into Pete Davidson. And then uh, he dated Cindy Crawford's daughter. Then, you know, Kim Kardashian. So now these are, you know, I, I mentioned Emily Ratajkowski. Someone, I don't remember who, asked her, one of the interviewers, what they thought of Pete Davidson and stuff. And she was like, well, it's from a bunch of jealous guys. He's actually pretty hot. It's like, well, one, we like I speak on behalf of uh, all guys. Okay, I'll just speak on behalf of myself. Yes, very jealous. Of course, we'd like to date the caliber chick that Pete Davidson's, Pete Davidson's dating. Are you kidding me? But... I think there really is actual disbelief from us that we've, like, there's other dudes, you know, we'll say no homo, but we get it. I mentioned Zac Efron before, The Rock. We get it. We, you know, there's some, there will be something about it, whether it's the muscles, the hair, we, we get it. We, I just don't get it with Pete. With his looks, I mean, you know, if, if uh he's really funny and stuff. All right. I could see girls liking a sense of humor, but they're saying they find him physically attractive. They're saying they think he is hot. I'm just not buying it. I think, you know, Emily Ratajkowski saying it is kind of just because the other hot girls dated him. And now then she actually took a look at him. She's like, you know what? I, I could see it. I could see why these girls would want to date him. Yeah, he's pretty good looking. I think she said tall. It kind of hurt my, kind of hurt me when she said, "Oh, because he's tall." But okay, um, you know. But it was probably all these other hot chicks are dating him. She's like, you know what? I could see it. He he's hot. He's tall. He's you know he's handsome and he's funny. So yeah, no, I, I get it. I don't know, you know. I, I so I, that's why I think she she might be trying to troll a little bit too, getting some attention, just being like, yeah, no, it's just from a bunch of jealous assholes. It's like, ah, thank you, Emily. Thank you very much. I don't know. If Kim and Pete actually did date, I I wonder what it's from. I wonder if Kim finally just realized, wait, she's like, wait, what what the hell is going on? I'm Kim Kardashian. I'm I'm dating Pete Davidson? No, yeah, we we gotta stop this right now. Senses have finally now kicked in. Goodbye, Pete. Apparently, from what I saw, they broke up because she was doing a, he was doing a movie, she's doing her thing, they weren't seeing enough time together. I think I saw something that he was immature or something, and she, he wanted to just fly her out, and she's like, no, I got kids, and uh, I don't know. Apparently, the long distance just wasn't working for them. I still, you know, still am curious if this was all a work or not. I really don't know. I think that unless they get back together, we'll probably be the end of me talking about those two, at least in a uh, relationship together. I can't really see them getting back together. I feel like 
Pete Davidson kind of just goes from one hot chick to another. I, I don't, you know, if uh, Kim Kardashian's just like, all right, thank you for your time now. Now this next chick will be like, all right, now I need to get my publicity from him. They might be like, wait, you know what? If Kim Kardashian dated, you know what? He, yeah, he really isn't bad looking. He, he's funny. And I could get some publicity. Next chick. Someone uh, type somewhere. I, I'm not live. I don't know. Comment somewhere. If you're listening on Apple, go to Apple. Leave me a review there. Whatever. Go to the Twitter. Insta. I don't know. Tell me who you think his next girlfriend would be. I couldn't even take a guess who his next girlfriend would be. Could it be a Selena Gomez? He hasn't dated her yet. Could be a Selena Gomez. I feel like she's in that that category of uh, the mainstreamers. I could see it being Selena. Let's think. Who else could it be? I guess Miley Cyrus is, you know, she's crazy. I Honestly, I don't think I would see Pete dating her. That's one where I don't think uh, it's that way around. I think I could see Miley dating Pete. I don't know if I could see Pete dating Miley. Let's think. Let's think. I just said two Disney ones. Any other ones? Well, if we're going down the crazy road, Amanda Bynes? Nah, Pete ain't getting into that shit. I don't know. You know, he started off as a you know comedian just on SNL. Now he's not on SNL anymore. Now he's just mainstream himself. Gotta respect that. I personally, I mean, I've never seen a stand-up, but I really don't like stand-up in general. I, uh... I've never really found him funny. The only thing I found him funny on was uh, the teacher skit from SNL. He did two of those where he was, you know, a student in court and uh, his teacher got in trouble for banging him. And I think everyone listening to the Frankie D show right now would, you know, just know that I would find that skit funny. A lot of people found that skit funny. Uh... But yeah, besides that, I really never saw any other stuff that I thought he was really funny in. When I heard him on radio shows like Opie's show, Opie and Jim, Norton, uh, stuff like that. I don't think I, he was ever on Opie and Anthony. I really didn't find him that funny. I, I you know, I thought other uh, Theo Vaughn I thought was hilarious. And Theo Vaughn was with Pete Davidson on those episodes. But I never uh, have really thought Pete Davidson was funny. I think a lot of people, like, when fat people are funny, part of it is just the fact that they're fat, right? I feel like when a lot of these fat comedians and stuff get skinny, people start to think they're not as funny. I think that's honestly part of the appeal with Pete Davidson, the fact that he's kind of doofy looking. So, you know, they think he's that much funnier. People might not want to admit that. People might be like, no, you're jealous. It's like, no, I think that's honestly part of his comedy appeal. And maybe the fact that he's tall, though, is like... What gets the girls? Maybe they're, they're just like, no, he, he is tall. I don't know. A lot of things don't make sense. I am curious who his next girlfriend will be. So people, try to take your guesses. I, I don't want to say Selena Gomez, but I, I guess she's just my best best guess right now. So we'll go with that. I guess it could be a model, though. Gigi Hadid? Beats the hell out of me. I feel like he just goes for mainstreamers now. Or they just happen to fall into his lap. I really have no freaking clue. All right, speaking of mainstreamers, I'm just going to go into my uh, next subject here. Talking about Olivia Newton-John, the woman that played Sandy in the movie Grease. Unfortunately, she died this past week. 
Yeah, you know, I wish I had like an ah uh, sound effect or, you know, something like that, but boo's the best I could do. Uh, so, yeah, she unfortunately died from uh, uh, breast cancer. That's at least, well, I know she uh, had breast cancer for like 30 years or something like that. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I took her out. I actually can't say I know that for a fact. I should if I'm talking about this, but I'm actually going to be talking about something else about Olivia Newton-John and why I'm uh, bringing this up. But anyway, yeah, unfortunately she passed away. Uh, you see, that's actually a movie that I did like. Well, you know, I don't know. I always thought I, I had a dirt bike when I was younger. I always thought the gre- the greaser thing was just cool. I still like wearing white t-shirts. Like leather jackets, like jeans. So, yeah, I, I just always thought the greaser thing was cool. I hate gel, though, so that's something I never liked. I, like, I want to put gel in my hair. But besides that, I liked everything else. I like singing and stuff, you know. Or I, I shouldn't say I like singing. I like music. So, you know, I liked the singing and dancing in there as, you know, a little kid growing up with the movie. Uh, I liked it. Honestly, she was hot as Sandy. Both her goody two-shoe Sandy and her greaser, you know, Sandy. Where she, you know, she was in the leather at the end and the high heels and the hair all done. She she was hot as both. She really was a good-looking chick. I feel like she, for a movie that was that popular, she was not, like, popular enough. Like, I feel like she probably should have been in way more movies. I mean, maybe she was, but none of them were, like, to that caliber of Grease. Where, let's be for real, John Travolta was in a lot of other movies where he was super popular in. But, and, and she was, like I said, she was really hot. So you think they would have put her in more movies where she would have been, like, the hot chick in the movie. I could see the appeal of people liking her goody tissue self. And, of course, like, who didn't think she was sexy at the end of that movie? That leather, the makeup on, the hair, the high heel. Mm. She was looking good. But even the rest of the movie, I wasn't like, oh, Sandy's all good. I'm like, nah, that's a quality looking chick. I thought she was hot throughout the whole movie. There's a lot of attention when she makes that quick change at the end. But, you know, a lot of people, they're not uh, giving her the credit for being good looking throughout the whole movie. I saw a story a few years ago that actually that uh, the movie Grease was like all a dream and like or Sandy it was Sandy dreaming apparently like in the beginning of the movie when you see her with John Travolta and the, the waves take her under again I don't know if this is true or not this is just a theory uh, when the waves take them under that starts the movie there you never actually see them get out of the water so the story is that she goes into a coma and she, and then she ends up at the high school that he goes to. And in a way, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, right? It's like, what, out of all places where she could have went to school, she goes to the exact high school as the dude she had a fling with over the summer. So she ends up at this high school. And then there's singing and dancing that just happens to go on at this high school. Like, I mean, that seems kind of unusual, right? Like, that kind of kind of only happened in a dream. So, you know, like I said, they're saying she's in a coma. She's dreaming this. Then the dude is an a-hole to her. She sees his real self. But he happens to change his ways just for her. All right, maybe maybe that's kind of kind of believable. Then at the end of the movie, she changes herself for him. But he was trying to change himself for her. He tried joining the track team or something. She goes greaser. 
But then the car is all nicely fixed up, and they happen to go off into the sky. Well, that can't happen in real life. That can only happen if in a dream, if you're in a coma. So, you know, to an extent, I, I, I get the, the story. I think there was more to that story. I, get, I just kind of gave the general uh, story that I heard, but pretty much you see the waves take them under. You don't see them get out of the waves. She ends up at the high school as the guy she had a summer fling with, the same high school, and she where she's supposed to be going back to, like, Australia or something. I don't know. And uh, at the end of the movie, the grease lightning car is all, you know, fixed up. Unless that's supposed to be a different car than uh, what Kaneki had. But anyway, they had that nice car at the end, and it takes off into the sky. Does that mean the they're taking her off life support, the coma's over, and now she's going into heaven? That's the story I heard about it. Don't know if there's any truth to that. And there was more to the story from what I remember, but don't know if there's any truth to that, but... That is uh, what I heard. Anyway, I saw this article the other day. And I think a lot of people always wondered this over the years. And I think a lot of people thought this. I saw an article the other day that said she was attracted to John Travolta. He was attracted to her. They wanted to date when they were making Grease and they couldn't. But they were attracted to each other. So I do have a quick article on this. Read through it real quick. Go on to uh, my last quick subject and then... We are done for the day. Okie doke. So, it says, We couldn't date, but we wanted to. Olivia Newton-John had admitted to intense magical attraction to Grease co-star John Travolta and claimed he told her she could do better on set. Wait, wait, what? He, John, uh, attraction to Grease star John Travolta and claimed he told her she could do better on set. Well, that sounds like a dick thing to say. He's saying, oh, you, like what? He's saying you could act better? Or what, was she dating an a-hole at the time and was like, you could do better than him. Let's see what this says now. Olivia Newton-John detailed her intense attraction to Grease co-star John Travolta in her book, Don't Stop Believing," and admitted why they didn't ever get together. In extracts, Unearthed from the 2019 tome, the actress who died from breast cancer aged 73 on Monday claims that loyalty to their partners meant they could never hook up. Oh, I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of, unless he was married. I know John Travolta uh, was married, unless he was married at the time she was married. All they had to do was break up with their people if they thought they liked each other more. I mean, that's, you know, that, that happens. Like, sorry, I'm just not digging you anymore. But maybe they thought if, again, they might have been married, which, you know, don't go through a divorce just because of a, something that might not actually be there. You're just on a movie set. But maybe even if they weren't married, that's what they thought that it might have all, that, you know, that's what it just was. Maybe they were like, all right, we're just on a movie set. The, you know, the attraction's only here. It might not be here after. Why would we break up with our significant other? Just for something that might be, uh, you know, a movie romance. I don't know. Let's see. And Olivia said that such was John's kindness that he purposely messed up a scene on a 1977 movie, Grease, so they could shoot it again because he knew she could do better. Hmm. I don't know. 
I mean, I guess that's not an asshole thing, but I don't know. I, it doesn't necessarily sound like super nice either. Let's see. The pair famously played Danny Zuko and Australian transfer student Sandy Olsen. I don't think I knew that was her last name in the movie. Did anyone know that was her last name in the movie? I really had no clue that was her name. Let's see. Uh, so student Sandy Olsen, who develop an attraction for each other during a summer romance. Sandy finds herself at Danny's school and decides to change her attitude and look to impress him. Yeah, at the very end of the movie, they're making it sound like here, uh, like she decided she saw him just decide to do that. Let's see. Turning up in those iconic black sharkskin pants, which she was sewn into each morning. Damn. The reason for this was because the zipper had broken, but costume designer Albert Wolski didn't want to risk ripping them uh, by putting in a new one. Damn, they're showing a picture of them. I guess that's the prom scene here. He's in a uh, pink shirt, right? And she's on the left. She's looking very pretty. And then the right, he's in his black shirt, and she's in her black out. Fit looking like a greaser chick, and she's looking sexy. She really looks good in both. It's funny how John Travolta... I, you know, you could see him being a big heartthrob, even though I feel like he, I feel like he probably looks best as a greaser. I don't know if it's just because his first big first movie was Grease, but even in Saturday Night Fever, wasn't his hair kind of gelled like that? And now, but now he just looks, he's bald. He got bald. He got fat. Like, man, he went from heartthrob to, ugh. I wonder what a go, you know, what females think of him. I mean, maybe if they're thinking Pete Davidson is like super good looking, maybe they're calling him like a for something, the females, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's no way the females are like, oh yeah, he did, he's really high. You gotta, yeah, you, you, like, you know, if they're putting him on the rocks caliber or something. Let's see. Olivia said the feeling between herself and John was electric and when she walked on set with her curly hair, red lipstick, and tight trousers, he reacted as she wanted. I right, say so she wanted him to be into her. She wrote, there were gasps, catcalls, and a lot of whistling. See, it's funny because it sounds like, you know, I, I'm not listening to an audio clip of her here, but it sounds like she's like, she liked that. She's like, people are gasping, they're catcalling, they were whistling. You know, she she's liking it where a lot of people, you know, a lot of women, the the, the feminists might be like, don't catcall and whistle at me, you piece of shit. But she, you know, she was liking it. It, it seems, I don't know. I mean, she... I, I, it's easier if there's like a video or audio or something, but it just seems like that because he said he reacted as she wanted. Let's see. John was filming the song Sandy and I strutted on set. He stopped singing mid note as his head jerked up and his eyes popped. Tell me more. Tell me more. He shouted. We laughed so hard. It was exactly the reaction I wanted. All right. I'm going to, uh, I don't need to read through this whole article. I think we we got enough of that. So, all right, it it appears that they were into each other. John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. I'm sure that a lot of people would have loved them uh, dating, especially a movie of that caliber. They liked the romance in the movie. That would have been one to compete with uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, right? Actually, I think they were dating before Overboard, but... Let's see. I want to see what some people said in the comments here. I wonder if people are going to trash... Uh, just trash John Travolta because a lot of people uh, do that, right? Because 
he was in uh, he's a Scientologist, right? Like Tom Cruise. You're you're an interesting one if you want to be a Scientologist. Let's see. I'm going down to what some people said. How cute they were. All right, no one trashed them there. I always I will always remember their movies fondly with intense happiness for a time when one could be joyful. Nice to see a remembrance piece and many tributes in recent days with almost no negative comments about someone. That someone must be John Travolta. Seems she really was as nice as she came across. Let's see. In hindsight, they should have taken the chance. They both suffered so much heartbreak in their lives. Yeah, again, I don't know if they were married at the time or not, so I, I really can't, uh, you know. So, I mean, you know, why go through a divorce? I, you know, I don't think they should have taken that sort of chance. But if they were just dating and they really thought they were more into each other than they were their boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, sure, should have taken the chance. Let's see, the, uh, this person said, if they had dated and it didn't work out, they wouldn't have ended up with the lifelong friendship they had. It was clear they adored each other, so things happened exactly how they were supposed to. Well, I guess that's true also, but, I mean, there's no saying that they couldn't have been friends after for years. I mean, they might have had some years off, five, ten years, but I could see, you know, I could see them have been, been uh, friends again. All right. That is... Uh, it with that topic, it didn't seem like there were any negative comments on John Travolta there. All right, I'm going to uh, just go on to the last topic here. I don't even have an article or anything about it or a video, but I did see Jake Paul is going to be boxing KSI, the YouTuber, the one that beat his brother Logan Paul in a boxing match. The first match they uh, tied in, the second one, KSI won. However, from what I understand... Logan really thinks he won that, and because uh, he punched him in the back, the head or something, I, I don't remember. They gave him, like, an extra point for that, and if it wasn't for that, or two extra points or something, and if it wasn't for that, then he would have actually won that match. Either way, though, it's not like either of them destroyed each other. You know, it sounds like it was almost like a tie again, right? So I have no faith that KSI has any chance of winning this fight. I don't want to see this fight. I don't think it's interesting at all. But I understand it for a money reason because there is going to be a lot of KSI fans now that want to see their favorite YouTuber or something try to beat Jake Paul in a boxing match. Also, he does train in boxing. It's not like he's an MMA fighter. So you might have some people that are like, well, why don't we care? He's just a YouTuber. It's like, well, he trains in boxing. Isn't that your whole thing with Jake Paul? It's like... Well, yeah, of course he could beat a, a, uh, an MMA fighter, even though he's a YouTuber, because he trains in boxing. Well, it sounds like KSI has continued training in boxing. So maybe they're closer than I think. However, the knockout power that Jake has, the type of training he's done over the years, the fact that he has taken on the UFC fighters makes me think that he's going to knock the shit out of this guy. I think there is going to be some sort of money in it. I don't think there's going to be money in it like Jake's other fights. But I do think there is going to be because there's going to be Jake Paul fans wanting to watch it and there's going to be some haters wanting to, but they probably won't be as interested in other ones because they're like, oh, he's just going against a YouTuber. He'll just beat this guy's ass. But there's going to be, I think, a lot of KSI people that want to see, that believe in KSI, that want to see him uh, knock Jake out. And not only that, there's a stipulation to this, winner takes all. So they're not splitting the bag at all. 
it is whoever wins this fight gets both people's money. So in that case, Jake's probably like, well, all right, this should be an easy one for me. I can actually box. I've beaten pro UFC fighters. I've beaten other YouTubers. Beat a basketball player. Boxers didn't want to box me. They pulled out of the boxing matches. So easy win for me, and I just take all the money. So, I mean, I'm thinking he'll still train as much. I don't think he'll calm down the training just because it's another YouTuber. There's going to be a lot of people that are, that are going to trash talk this. Be like, dude, you're going backwards. You went from fighting YouTubers to fighting an athlete to fighting UFC fighters. To, and you were supposed to bo- uh, box boxers, and now you're you're going backwards. Again, though, maybe he's not. Maybe if uh, people that just train in boxing really are that much better, then maybe he will be that much better. KSI, then uh, maybe... Like, if that's the theory, then KSI should be also be able to beat the uh, UFC fighters that Jake Paul beat because KSI, I think, has only trained in boxing, from, from my knowledge, at least. I don't think he's a UFC guy. I don't think he's an MMA guy. So that's from my knowledge. So, I think there's going to be, though, a lot of people that are like, dude, you're supposed to be boxing boxers now, and instead you're going backwards to just YouTubers? Come on. I don't know. I, I'm really not, like, I don't, I would have rather, honestly, I would rather see him box another boxer, or even a UFC fighter, to, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people like to shit talk them just because Jake's winning, but come on, they, they have fighting experience, and they do train for months at a time in boxing for these fights. But, whatever. It's not like I ever buy any of these pay-per-views anyway. I just watch them online the next day for free anyway. Like, someone just puts them on YouTube or something. The uh, press conference, uh, whenever that happens. I don't think it's till 2023, this this match. So, the press conference should be uh, fun. You know, they're both entertainers. So, it, it should be fun. But, I don't know. That's about... Uh, it though with that, like I said, I don't have a video for it. I don't have an article on it. I just figured I'd bring it up because, you know, I talk about Jake Paul's uh, boxing matches often. So why not bring it up? All right, this is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode today. Not too much shorter though. But I'm going to end it there. Hope you guys enjoyed what you listened to today. You know, it is kind of funny. I always feel more energy when I do, like when I was doing the live radio shows. There's just something about it. But I think there is something even more. Knowing that, to to the energy. When you are alone in a room, you can't see your listeners at all. You don't know how many you have at a time. No chat, no nothing. There was something, I don't know, you, you guys will have to tell me what you thought. I felt like there was more energy in me today. I wasn't looking consistent, you know, constantly to see if someone chatted, even though I always do like uh, hearing what you guys have to say in the chat. But I don't know. There was something about this today. Kind of enjoyable. You guys will have to let me know what you think of the pre-records versus the lives. Again, I might have to switch it up to pre-records with, you know, out an option. Uh, you know, I just will have to fit episodes in wherever I can. But only time what's out with that. I'm not too sure. All right, for everyone listening right now, wherever you listen to this, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you listen, keep listening to the episodes. I appreciate it. 
Uh, you know, follow me on all those platforms. And if you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. Okie dokes. Right, I'm just going to give you a couple of these real quick. Big tits. Big tits. Big tits. Okay. And that is it for the show today, everyone. I should have another episode, whether I'm live or not, posted next week. If I am live, that is uh, Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern. And if not, there should definitely be an episode posted on the Tuesday. So the pre-recorded people, nothing will change in your schedule. Okie dokes, that is it with me. I am out. Peace.